Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 707 for December 2nd, 2021. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our uh, returning guest is Tom Merritt. If you, for some reason, haven't heard of him before, Tom is host of so many podcasts, including The Daily Tech News Show, Know a Little More, Cord Killers, and Sword and Laser. He's also a science fiction author, and he has a brand new book called Project Vera, which you can find at TomMerrittBooks.com. I got to tell you, Tom, this introduction keeps getting longer and longer. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's, that's so kind of you didn't have to say all that stuff. Uh, that's awesome. I, I have to say, there's always that thing because I listen to podcasts at 2x. When I talk to someone in real life uh, and hear them saying the things I normally hear at 2x, where they can sound different, you don't. <laughs> You have the same level of enthusiasm at 1X as you do at 2X. It's amazing. I love it. I had a guy tell me once, um, he said, Allison, Allison, I can't listen as fast as you talk. So you need to just slow down. I'm amazed anybody listens to me at 2X. But uh, yeah. So I asked you on because I want to talk about Meta. Uh, let me do a little mm. bit of a setup here. In late October, Facebook announced a name change to Meta and when you first described it on DTNS, it sounded kind of like when Google announced Alphabet, where Alphabet would own Google and YouTube. So you said, you know, Meta's going to be the parent company over Facebook, Instagram, and Oculus. And I was like, okay, got it, moving on. But then the subject of Meta just keeps coming up on DTNS and the Metaverse. And so mm -hmm. it's starting to sound like it's a lot more than a name change. And to be honest, I kind of fell asleep early on once I thought I understood it. And then it kept coming up. So I thought maybe you can help uh, bring us up to speed on, on what this is beyond the name sure. change and the different facets of this. So Yeah, I, I, you're not wrong. Meta is just a corporate name change, but I can, I can help explain why it might be appearing differently and all that stuff. That, that This will be fun. Okay. Well, I did break down and go watch. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg did a keynote video where he talked about um, explaining the metaverse. And he, he said a bunch of completely outrageous, ridiculous things in this. And he's walking around in what looked like a Star Trek holosuite to me. And uh, he explained that it's going to be centered around virtual reality. But you know that I'm a huge fan of virtual reality. I mean, I am a believer, right? I am all over virtual reality. In, in other words, I don't like it at all. I think it's silly. So let's back up and start from the beginning. It, it is a name change. What does a name change mean to us? So Facebook was the name of the parent company, although technically it was the Facebook company. They had, they had oh. at some point officially made the parent company the Facebook company. And then Facebook was a product, brand, platform, division, business unit within the Facebook company like Instagram, like WhatsApp, like Oculus, like uh, their research labs. Uh, changing the parent company's name to Meta was like Alphabet and was not. With Alphabet, what they did was they merged Google. They created a new entity called Alphabet, merged Google into it, and then made Google one of the companies, uh, and then took their research projects like self-driving cars, Waymo, uh, like health uh, research, Verily, uh, and they broke those out into separate companies so that they could now 
separate the cost of those new ventures from what Google was doing. And then they could report Alphabet earnings and say, Alphabet earnings were this. This much was Google. This is Google doing great. This much was spent on what they call other bets, mm-hmm. uh, which are different companies that they hope someday will become standalone companies of their own. That is not what Facebook did with Meta. What Facebook did with Meta was was simply change the name of the parent company. Oh, because it already was the Facebook company. We're, we don't want, and yes, they probably hope there's a little bit of deflection of people's attitude towards Facebook, but I think that's overemphasized. I, I think mostly they were saying, look, we've got Oculus. We've got a lot of AI research. Uh, we have a whole lot of things we do that are not related to social networks, much less Facebook. We want to be able to talk about those and not have to keep saying, but we don't mean Facebook when we say Facebook is doing this. So they okay. changed the name of the parent company to Meta. So when they're talking about AI research and a new AI product, when they're talking about VR and a new VR product, uh, they can say this is Meta's project and not have to go through that. And it has nothing to do with the Facebook platform. There is also that video, which is a great, great magic trick where Mark Zuckerberg tries to convince you that the metaverse is something they'll do. When the metaverse is kind of an idea that people have had since Neil Stevenson coined the term back in Snow Crash, but also have been developing around since back when Second Life launched in the mid-2000s, and there's lots of actual companies working on it. I know that Meta slash Facebook is also one of them, uh, but they have now cleverly made you think they're the ones inventing it when they really are not that far ahead on it. Okay. Okay. So that does make a lot of sense. You do think a piece of it is to deflect uh, excitement away from the the Facebook papers and the um, Haugen testimony. I think and all that's that? a very small piece and probably just like a minor factor uh, of a bonus like, prize. Hey, you know what? We we when we talk about Oculus. We people keep talking about Oculus, part of Facebook, and that gives the wrong impression. Uh, when we require our same backend to be used to log into Oculus, we have to say you're using a Facebook login, which implies that you're logging into Facebook when you're really not. You're just using our our our, our login servers, and and the devil's in the details about what information we share. Which they might, right? Uh, <laughs> might, but 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 it is it is different than than you know, then Facebook uh, and any other new ventures they want to launch, they do want to remove from Facebook both for this has nothing to do with the social network platforming and for maybe people won't immediately assume we're stealing your private data. <laughs> so it, it's it's a part of it. I'm not trying to say it's not, but I don't think it's the majority of it. I think the majority is we want people to think of the company Meta as being more than just Facebook. Also because Facebook is mature and you know, as Yahoo knows, uh, <laughs> once you've become mature, the clock is ticking to when you become obsolete. Okay. So if it isn't for those reasons, or that isn't the primary reason, then why did they drop the name Oculus, right? They got rid of the the, the name Oculus? It, isn't it, they changed that to to Meta? Uh, yes. So the uh, the Oculus brand also has some some baggage uh, from, from before. And I think they want, they want to use that meta name, uh, to tie into the metaverse with virtual reality in particular. So virtual reality headsets are going to be one of the ways you would experience a potential metaverse system. And, and to say like, uh, meta's Oculus quest is, is clunky. So 
just just call it the quest. It's the quest. Oh, the quest okay. in the metaverse. And then it's Meta's quest. Like it's Meta's oh. Instagram and Meta's WhatsApp. Okay, I thought they it was Meta Quest. It's it's Quest from Meta. Yeah, I mean it will be it'll be written Meta Quest okay. for sure. Yeah. Okay. I see I thought Oculus was a Oculus Quest. I thought that was one of their good brands. I thought that I, was I think there's some 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 definite uh argument to be had of like, yeah, Oculus was had some brand name recognition. Uh but there was also some some baggage around Lucky Palmer, the the founder who's no longer uh part of that, uh mm-hmm. that they they can sort of jettison and and say like, yeah, this isn't the Oculus Rift. This mm-hmm. is the Meta Quest. Okay. Okay. It, it seems to be the only VR headset that's really talked about a lot right now. Yeah, these days because it it's it's so cheap, uh, subsidized right. by uh, by Meta, uh, okay. you know, by by monetizing the data that they collect <laughs> from it. Uh, it's also uh, it it it's also, you know it doesn't have a lot of competition in that standalone category because of that PSVR Sony's PlayStation VR would be the next one, but that's kind of getting dated. Uh, and the HTC Vive, which has standalone versions, but they're just pricier. Okay. Okay. On account of you're paying for it mm-hmm. <laughs> with, yeah. with dollars it's kind of you being the product. Okay. So I think I've got the structure down now. Uh, what is the metaverse? No one knows, and anyone who tells you they knows is lying. Uh, the metaverse is a vague concept of something that could be. The metaverse is not like the web. The web was started by Tim Berners-Lee as a thing. Now, it grew beyond that thing, but he had a thing called the web. There isn't a thing called the metaverse. There's an idea uh, that has its roots in that that novel, Snow Crash, but it's the idea of we could be in the internet instead of looking at the internet is one of the okay. better ways I've heard it explained. I didn't come up with that. Uh, and I wish I could remember exactly where I heard it first. Uh, but uh, Nate Langston is the one that I, I think said it most recently in my head. So I'll give him <laughs> credit for it. Uh, but it's it, that's why it's often linked with virtual reality and augmented reality, which is you'll have an avatar. That is one of the common things in any description of the metaverse is you'll have an avatar and your avatar will be able to do things in the metaverse. Uh, another thing that I like to note is most of the descriptions of the metaverse involve persistence. So if I have an avatar with certain properties, maybe certain cryptocurrencies, maybe certain NFT properties associated with it, no matter what part of the metaverse I access, whether it's metas or whether it's Decentraland or Second Life, if Second Life is part of the metaverse, I'm always me. I'm always my avatar. I am persistent across things uh, so that so that you are not just logging in. Otherwise, it's no different than going like, well, I'm this person in Fortnite and I'm this person in Warcraft and I'm this person in in Roblox. Uh, the idea of a metaverse is it is it is a land uh, and there might be certain sections that you have to have permission to enter, but you're always your avatar in, in the metaverse. So your avatar, though, can't you be a robot sometimes and a cat sometimes? Sure, sure. But it's your identity your identity okay you're not you're not uh you're not logging in with a new profile that you have to create from scratch every time you can you can decide to change your avatar to be a cat or a robot uh or you can even probably set it to be like when i'm in decentraland make me a cat and when i'm in roblox metaverse make me a robot uh but 
but you're still you. you. You don't have two separate profiles to maintain. Okay, well, I like that idea. When when Zuckerberg was talking about it, so he starts out the movie, uh, the video, and he's he's in this spectacular home that you could picture him actually owning because mm-hmm. money. But but he's looking out on I don't forget mountains and lakes, and it's this gorgeous thing. But he's actually in the metaverse, and he and right. he starts talking about how great it's going to be because you're going to be able to have facial expressions and 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 hand motions that will show what you're thinking we have nothing that can do this right now like well i'm looking at tom right now and i saw him smile and he's moving his hands but can you change yourself into a cat that does all those things right now (laughs) i mean on zoom you kind of can yeah there's snap has that filter I definitely can. I wouldn't rely on what Mark Zuckerberg says in that video as the be all and end all of what the metaverse is. Okay. That 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 is I keep calling it a magic trick. He's trying to hypnotize the world into thinking they invented the metaverse. Uh and and they didn't. They might not even be the most popular part of the metaverse. This is like AOL coming in and saying we're going to invent social networks. Uh, and then, you know, 10 years later, it's Facebook, uh, not AOL. So I, I, there's a risk of that. Meta may be able to avoid that. We don't, we don't know, but they don't know what the metaverse is. What, what he's talking about there, as far as I'm concerned, is he's saying, look, when you go into a virtual world right now, you're kind of static. You might not even have legs. You're just kind of a floating torso and head. They had a lot of those people, the floating yeah, torso. Yeah, we will have eventually a virtual world where your avatar doesn't have to look like you. It doesn't have to be live video of you, but can have expressions and all of that sort of thing, which would be kind of cool. So how is that not Second Life in its entirety? It is. Second Life is a an attempt at a metaverse. Right. Uh it, it is updating the technology, right? Sure. Uh, to, to use modern technology. Uh, it is trying to create more participants, whereas Second Life was a subscription thing. And even though it was an open standard, you kind of had to work in Second Life. The idea here is to make something where all of these different metaverses will interoperate. Uh, so instead of saying Second Life is the metaverse, you'd say, Second Life is a part of the metaverse I can go in, or I can go into Decentraland, or I can go into Meta, uh, or I can go into Fortnite if Fortnite became part of the metaverse. And it's all still me. It's all still metaverse. And I can take things from one place to the other, uh, potentially. Okay. The the piece that I found intriguing about uh, Second Life was that there was a point in time where businesses were going in there where you could go. I remember Sun Microsystems owned an island and you yep. could go to Sun Mike. I don't know why you'd need to go to Sun Microsystems, but you could. You could go there or the whole concept of being able to build a house and buy and make clothes or buy clothes. And there was trading. And so there was a lot of the stuff that they're they're talking about right now was already going on in Second Life. And that's what, 20 years ago that was started? Yeah. Maybe? Well, and, and think about it. That's kind of the way it goes is somebody comes up with a thing that 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 is essentially the thing on paper. But later on, someone comes up with a better way of doing it. OK. Uh, OK. Think about uh, your your PHP script from 1996 that let somebody come and write a thing and it would add it to the page. Mm-hmm. And you could like you could have a constant discussion on that page. And then that became message boards where it's like, well, actually we can have lots of threaded discussions and they're all together in a message board. And then that 
became Friendster and MySpace and Facebook. And you wouldn't look at Facebook and go, well, really, that's just a message board. It's no different than that PHP script. I mean, in a way, on paper, sure. But they came up with a better way of implementing it, a better way of doing it. And and so that's the idea is like, sure, Second Life has a lot of the elements of what the metaverse will be. There just is a, a move to use modern technology and modern approaches and things learned from Second Life in order to make a wider version of that. Is um, virtual reality a you know from the headset perspective? Is that a requirement to make this work? No, uh, in fact, that is one of the things I've seen multiple times: is people saying that one of the keys of the metaverse is well, the best experience might be with an augmented reality headset or a VR headset. Uh, if it's going to work, you're going to have to be able to access it in 2D as well. You're going to have to be able to access it in lots of ways, especially at the beginning, uh, because otherwise you put too much of a barrier to entry on it. I think there has to be a significant advance in particularly mixed reality. You know, that idea of augmented and VR being in one device to where people don't have to think about it to use it. If you have to be like, well, I'm going to take this big bulky headset and put it over my eyes and shut myself Sweating off the world, mm-hmm. you people aren't going to use it as much. And there's you're going to sweat. They're not going to use it for as long. So it's going to eventually, if it's, if it's going to reach its potential, which is a question, whether it will or not, uh, it's going to have to be easy, maybe even easier than a pair of glasses. Because if you remember, 3D was going to work because it was as easy as putting on 3D glasses <laughs> to watch your television. Nobody wanted to do that. Oh, man, I was happy when that failed. So happy. <laughs> Why? I just, I didn't find it. You didn't po- have to use it. Why were you happy it failed? Well, because I was worried that all movies in th- all theaters would always be 3D. Mm, and I, I, I didn't like it most of the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. I see that. Didn't didn't add to me. It, it subtracted to me. Um, so mixed reality and uh, using the term mixed reality and augmented reality in the same, those are synonyms? No. Uh, oh. Mixed reality is augmented and virtual reality, usually together. But augmented reality is reality plus virtual. Augmented reality is... Uh, usually defined, and again, these things are kind of fast flowing because sure. you know there's not a right or wrong per se. There's no there's no guardian of the de- definition, <laughs> but usually augmented reality is I'm looking at the real world mm-hmm. and I'm projecting something into it. So okay. there's not actually a dinosaur standing there, but I see a dinosaur standing in my room because augmented reality is putting it in my room. Virtual reality is usually referred to as everything is is virtual. I'm not looking right. at reality at all. I'm just looking at the simulated universe. So mixed reality is the idea that you've got a device that could do both. It could block out everything and get, make everything virtual, or it could or it could integrate some virtual things into the real world. Okay. I've always said that the mixed reality was a, a little, or the augmented reality was a more interesting aspect to this yeah, beyond gaming. I mean, I, I, believe, I believe in gaming. I believe in... Um, the the idea of virtual reality for escapism. And I was really mm-hmm. thinking about that. I was watching Star Trek Discovery and, and Captain Michael goes, she just like needs a break, man. And she goes out and she just stands on this cliff and looks at her homeland and hangs out, watches the sunset. And I get that. That makes perfect sense. Or having a place to just go play and do something else, be somewhere else. That makes sense to me. But from beyond escapism, 
a, a practical use for the stuff, it seems to me like virtual or augmented reality is a much more useful tool. Yeah, I kind of agree that augmented reality has a better chance of being something you would use more often uh, versus virtual reality, which, yes, it can be an escape. You're absolutely right. It can also be an escape in the way that like The Sims was an escape, Mm -hmm. right? People look at The Sims sometimes, they're like, why would you ever play a game where you have to have a job and cook (laughs) and go to the bathroom? Like, these are all things I already do, but... It was a very popular game. Yeah. And, and that's kind of another aspect of, of the metaverse idea with VR is that you could have a, a virtual life that allows you to do things that you couldn't do in real life, right? The job you got, the fun of The Sims for people, I think, was I could have a job that I didn't have to try to get in real life, right? I could, have a, I could, I could experience a life that's different from my real life. I could make different choices and not necessarily have to suffer all the consequences I would if I made them in real life. And I think that's a little bit of what's going on with the metaverse virtual reality is it is an escape from your real life, uh, but it can also be a kind of an alternate life as well. And that's gets you back an alternate life. Like, I don't know, a second life perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Second life is, is the prototype uh, of, of a kind of metaverse for sure. So what about from a from a business standpoint? I'm I'm what? I'm trying to picture what the metaverse brings to that. I mean, they it, again back to Zuckerberg's video. He goes into a room and everybody's they're playing cards. One of them is a flying person and somebody's a robot and they're sitting around. And okay, that's adorable. That's escapism. Maybe you get together to play a game. That sounds like fun. Uh, but they keep talking about well, you could have meetings in here. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. see so, how that's better than what okay. everybody already hates on video meetings. Well, is it is it better to then have... So instead of doing a Zoom meeting where we're all 2D and we all have to look at the camera if we want to make eye contact mm-hmm. and we're all on the screen all the time. So there's a Zoom fatigue that sets right, in because... Right. You know, well, I feel like, even if it's not true, I feel like everybody can see me all the time Mm -hmm. versus a virtual meeting where these are people who are not all physically in the same space. So they couldn't get together physically, Sure, but they can, with a realistic avatar that shows their expressions and shows their movements, sit in a virtual room together and resolution and lag and such is, is enough that it really does feel like you're in the room together. And so you get those same cues of... Yeah, if I'm sitting at the conference table and Allison's up there speaking, I assume everybody's looking at Allison and I don't have that Zoom fatigue. Also, Mm. my body language is three-dimensional. And so when I lean back on my seat, you can really see me lean back and I can get up and walk around and I can do all the things I would do in a physical space, but it's in a virtual space. I think that that could be an improvement on the 2D flat Zoom meeting that we have now. That is interesting uh, if that can be done without a big, hot, heady, heavy headset. Well, I, I, yeah, exactly. It, go, it goes back to, to we really need the device that people are like, yeah, I can throw that on and be in the, in the metaverse without thinking too hard about it. It's not not big barrier. Great. Have to put on the big, heavy, sweaty headset. Uh, not going to want to do it as much, right? Right. And they do keep coming back. uh, You know, I keep coming back and thinking about people with glasses as you and I are both looking at each other wearing glasses right now. Putting something else on top of my glasses seems like a a, a non-starter for anything. Well, that's where the Wayfarer, uh, the Ray-Ban Wayfarers that that, that Meta has partnered with uh, Mm Ray-Ban to make come in. Right. Right now, 
they're just kind of a fancy, very low res camera, mm-hmm. but they are the they are the prototype for what I think Meta wants a kind of headset to be, which is you would have your prescription in there. So you're not putting on a second pair of glasses. They'll be virtually indistinguishable from a regular pair of glasses. But when necessary, they can project all the things you need to see in front of you, including potentially, uh, even in that same form factor, blocking everything out and putting you in the metaverse entirely. Do you believe in it? Do I believe in it in what way? Like, do I believe that the technology can do what I just described? Yes, eventually, I think it can. Uh, We're pretty close, uh, and it just needs a business model. Do I believe that people will adopt it? That's a 50-50. I have seen too many examples of new technologies that come along, websites, Twitter, uh, (laughs) that people are like, but why would you ever need that? that become incredibly successful. So I'm not betting against it. I think there's just too much imagination and desire around it for it not to turn into something. I think where I where I draw my 50-50 line is, but I'm not sure it's what everybody thinks it's going to be any more than what people thought the web was going to be in 1996 is, is what it is now. And I'm very certain that what Mark Zuckerberg is painting is not what it's going to be. That's just him trying to get everyone again, to associate Metaverse with that company, uh, even though they aren't necessarily the ones, the certainly not the only ones, and maybe not even the leaders in building it yet. So who else is in this space? There are a bunch of open source projects. There's a there's a bunch of, of the Second Life is still going. Uh, it could potentially, you know, rise from the ashes and, and 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 get you know maybe somebody buys it and spruces it up. But it's more likely that there, there's one of these these companies. I keep mentioning Decentraland uh, because it's the one I can always remember off the top of my head because it's decentralized. Uh, but there's five or six of those uh, that that have a good number of users. Uh, and it's going to be the folks who are into blockchain, NFT, virtual reality, who are going to try one of those. Uh, and we're going to go, my guess is, through that Friendster, MySpace, Facebook uh, churn until one of them catches. Uh, and one of them really is like, ah, everybody's in that one. And that, you know, that's the one that's going to go. My my hope is that it is a more open platform. And there's there's a chance that that could happen because... Openness makes metaverse work better than closeness. Uh, and and that's where I think meta is going to have a harsher awakening than it expects. They keep saying all the right things of like, yeah, we want it to be open, but it is not in the DNA of that company. Right, right. Um, I would really like it not to be Facebook um, if it is going to be a big thing. Well, it won't be Facebook. Oh, sorry. Meta. It will. It'll be meta. Uh-huh. And... They do have some good open source stuff going on in Meta. Uh, if those mm-hmm. folks carry the day, it's mostly on the data center side, a little bit on the AI side. I'm skeptical, though. Yeah, I I, I just don't want that business model. Desperately, desperately, desperately don't well, want that motivation. They, The business model is not going to be that business model. It just wouldn't work. Uh, the business model is going to be something around cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and blockchain, at least at the start. It might morph into something else, probably will. Uh, but it's not It's not going to be attention-based because one of the things that I, I feel pretty confident in saying is it has to allow you to control your identity. 
it's the only way it works is if you, okay. if, if right. you're not, uh, you're not right now, Facebook controls your identity on Facebook. And that's pretty much true on every platform. They control your identity on that platform and then give you control over it, right? Facebook gives you control. Google gives you control over aspects of your identity for the metaverse to really work. That persistence, I think, has to happen. And for that persistence to happen, you're going to have to be in control of your identity, which means that business model where they control your identity and try to profit up as much of it as they can get away with won't work. I like that. So it seems that talking about uh, the metaverse and talking about uh, NFTs, blockchain and, and cryptocurrency somehow go hand in hand. Why is that other glop of stuff connected to the metaverse? Well, NFTs is the easier one to understand, and it may make a lot of people finally get NFTs more than like NBA trading cards that aren't real. Uh, does. Well, we haven't ever talked about NFTs on any of my shows, so you want to take a stab at what an NFT is? Other, than I've got a whole, ed- I've got a whole know a little more about NFTs if you really want to know about it. But but the idea of NFTs is blockchain. You just take my word for it for now and then go investigate it. I've got to know a little more about that as well. Blockchain makes it very difficult to alter a record. It's decentralized though. So you're not relying on someone to store it. It uses cryptography and it uses decentralized processing to make it very difficult to, to change a record because you have to get all these other nodes in the network to change it as well. So even if you were managed to get it changed in one place, you're only, that's only that one place and it's going to get outvoted. Uh, And it uses cryptography to make sure that it's really hard to even change it in that one place. That's important to know because what NFTs take advantage of with blockchain is to say, let's not use that to record how many Bitcoin Allison has. Let's use it to record who owns this picture of Allison making a slam dunk. And then that is what's called a non-fungible token. Fungible meaning this is unique. Not um, like one dollar is just like any other dollar as far as value goes, right? Right. You can exchange them and they're the same. Non-fungible means this is unique. There's nothing else like it. It's got its own intrinsic value. Uh, and and so it's a record of ownership. What people get hung up on is like, yeah, but I'm owning a digital thing. <laughs> the key to NFTs is the record is what is important for some people. For some people, it's not having the 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 lord of the rings books it's having the first edition maybe the first printing maybe a numbered edition right i was just gonna say the first edition i've never heard anybody describe it being like the first edition of a book it is exactly like every other book it's got all the same words what if the first edition was only one book yeah got first edition printed in it and this is maybe hard to imagine you can prevent any other book from having first edition printed on it because you've got a blockchain that says, this is the first. Yeah. This is who owns yeah. the first and no one else. Uh, you can copy that book, but the NFT will show that that other person with the copy doesn't own it. This person does. What NFTs then can do in metaverse is attach things to you. So the metaverse can respect that and go like, oh, you have a a Vorpal sword and a hovercraft uh, and a cat suit uh, NFT. So I know no matter which part of the metaverse you go in, that those all belong to you because you've got an NFT that proves it. So it allows you to have those objects that are unique to you and prove that you are the owner of them. Can it also be used to prove that you are you in that identity that you talked about? Um, I, I suppose it could although you kind of need the identity to prove the owner of the identity so I'm I, I'm not going to say it wouldn't work 
but I think you're going to prob- you're more likely going to have some kind of other operation for identity separate from NFT, something like what Inrupt is doing with uh, MIT's Project Solid that's run by Tim Berners-Lee, where it's a container, it's got its own cryptographic uh, properties that make it under your control and hard to change and all, all that sort of thing. Um, but but yeah, you will you will have some identity management thing that's probably going to use could could potentially use blockchain to manage it. Then you're going to have NFTs for like oh, this is all your stuff. Uh, NFTs will also be used to record who owns property. So if there's a okay, virtual street okay. and there's like a virtual library and a virtual apartment and a virtual shop, the NFT can say yes, this is the person who owns that shop and gets to make changes uh, to that little part. Uh, of the metaverse so the virtual sun microsystems they could <laughs> and then cryptocurrency just means like we don't have to deal with the baroque financial system to transact mm-hmm. if we've got a really good running decentralized cryptocurrency that everyone adopts uh you can buy and sell things in the metaverse and not have to worry where you are like oh, i'm paying in pounds you know so i'm going to lose on the exchange rate right. everybody's using bitcoin or ether or whatever uh, and maybe even a handful of those things, uh, then then everybody can transact within the metaverse and not worry about exchange rates and, and, and three-day settlements and all that sort of thing. I think of the things that you've described for the metaverse, even though those words blockchain, NFT, and crypto sound like just buzzwords of the day, that to me sounds like the most compelling part of this. That that those that's a that's a structure that you can build on that allows things to 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 happen. Yeah, it allows commerce. Maybe maybe I and, just believe in commerce. <laughs> well, and and I think again we had a, someone write into DTNS uh, last week uh, talking about the fact that well, but there's an infinite amount of land, so land's not really going to ever be worth anything, right? And again, that's that's using the physical argument. Uh, with the digital argument to to make a point, I think that while there is an infinite amount of land in a digital space, uh, generally speaking, uh, that it's there is something to proximity, even though there is an infinite amount of land. Right. There's there's a lot of land in California, but there seem to be a lot of people wanting to live near Los Angeles instead of equally spaced all across California. Well, why is that? Because you want to be near. Well, okay, in a digital space, you can just teleport, right? You can jump from one place to another. Sure, but there is something in every game I've ever played uh, where there's a virtual world where you kind of like hanging out in the place. Even though you can fly, you kind of like walking over to the store sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll discover values. And I bet people who, who lived and played second life a lot can tell you like when those, those things happen and give us great examples. But there will be those times when being near the other thing, you know, maybe it's the place where your avatar goes to, to, to manage your Bitcoin account. (laughs) Uh, and me being near that makes you go, Oh, right. And then there's also that, you know, uh, virtual cheese shop. Uh, I, I keep forgetting about that place. I'm going to go over there now. You know, uh, that we are herd animals, aren't we? Mm. It just might be in our instincts to want to be near each other and other in, in avatars. Yeah, yeah, and have hangout spaces. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think this really helped me to to uh, at least understand what everybody's talking about, and and I absolutely didn't understand that uh, uh, Zuckerberg was trying to make it look like they were the ones doing this. That uh, it, it was a good. I magic mean, that's trip. my opinion. That's mm-hmm. not a fact. Uh, 
But there are a lot of other companies doing this, and they were doing it before Facebook changed their name to Meta. And I don't mean to minimize that Meta is working on things and was working on things before they changed their name to Meta. But companies do this a lot, and I don't blame them for doing it. They try to make you think they're the thing related to the thing. And Meta very successfully has made you think Mark Zuckerberg when you think Metaverse. The way Amazon tricked everyone into thinking drone delivery was them. They haven't ever done drone delivery. (laughs) Many other companies are actively doing drone delivery in multiple areas of the world, including Zipline, one of the most successful actual drone delivery companies, been doing it for more than 10 years. But everybody thinks Amazon because they got on 60 Minutes and made everybody associate them. This is similar. I think Meta's actually got more going on in the metaverse than Amazon did with drone delivery, uh, potentially. Uh, and, and Amazon will eventually do drone delivery too, but, uh, but, but it is similar in that they, they tricked everyone into thinking about them when you think about the concept. That is funny. Well, it tells you to hire a really good marketing person or staff, right. (laughs) Or a press, someone who knows how to, how to use the press for sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, um, I want to close this out with, uh, giving yet another plug for Noah Littlemore. And I know you mentioned that you've done a uh, Noah Littlemore on NFT and you've done one on blockchain. Have you done one on crypto? Or is it um, part of the blockchain? Really. I think it was together with the blockchain one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is so much a part of blockchain that I, I just decided to do blockchain because to understand crypto, you have to understand blockchain. And I'm not sure that there was much more really factual how it works stuff about cryptocurrency yeah, yeah. that isn't covered in the blockchain. Uh, once you once you understand blockchain, then it's more about like, well, how are people using it? And, and then it becomes a, a little fluffier of a topic. The thing I wanted to give up, uh, the main thing I, I wanted to give a plug about know a little more was if you only have a limited amount of time or even interest in a topic, like you're just, you know, why is everybody talking about Wi-Fi 6? I thought it was 802.11, A, B, G, whatever. What, where, where did this come from? And you don't really want it to listen to 17 hours describing it to you or read a whole bunch of documentation. You want like 10 or 15 minutes. You want a crash course. It, and you bring a precision to it along with a depth that you tight. It's really tight. You know, it's it's just this is what you need to know from here to here. Here's why you care. I just listened to the one on Bluetooth six. I didn't even know I cared. It was or is it Bluetooth five? Yeah, I'll have to update it to six <laughs> shortly. Yeah. I didn't know I cared about Bluetooth five. I didn't. But within 24 hours, I used some information that I had heard you oh, say in just thinking about whether such and such was going to work. We were talking about. Uh, something about needing Bluetooth through a wall. And I was going, well, wait a minute. I know it's only this many meters and you're that uh-huh. farther away than that. And it's through walls. You're never going to have that to work. So um, I am a big fan of Noah Littlemore. It, it is uh, tight and it's at noahlittlemore.com. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think I may have uh, said this before. Part of my inspiration for Noah Littlemore was hearing you and Bart uh, uh, in security bits talking about these podcasts that did great explainers. And uh-huh. I was like, those are great explainers, but why isn't anyone doing one about Wi-Fi six? Why isn't anyone doing a great explainer <laughs> about this? And so I'm like, okay, I want to make a show that will make them want to mention it on security bits <laughs> the way they mentioned these. Uh, and so when you first did without me asking you to do it, uh, I was very pleased. I felt like, okay, yes, I did it. Hit the mark. I hit the mark. That's got, those have to be a lot of work. 
They are. Uh, and in fact, coming up on December 16th is a special How Know a Little More is Made, so that you can know a little more about how Know a Little More becomes Know a Little More. <laughs> I love it. There can't be a better way to, to end that off. If so, if people want to find you online. TomMerritt.com. That's the place. Everything's collected there. All right. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Tom. This was really fun. I appreciate explaining it. Yeah. Thanks, Allison. It was always fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCast ways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other no castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.